All right, so this week, last week we finished our series on David, and we talked about David and how he was a man after God's own heart, and that's because he prayed. That's because he prayed and he sought after God. And my, this week I want to look at, I want to look at a title, this sermon, Here I Am to Worship. Here I Am to Worship. And we're going to start in the book of Isaiah, verse, uh, chapter 25 and verse 1. It says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you this morning, and Father, I ask that I would decrease, that you would increase. Father, I pray that your words would be spoken, not mine. Holy Spirit, rest on this place. Open up the hearts and minds of the people that are here to hear the word and help us to grow from it. We give you all the praise and the glory. In your name we pray, amen and amen. So, can I ask you a question as you read that? Do you believe it? Do you believe what it says at the end of that verse? Things planned long ago. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God has a plan for all of us? He has a purpose and a plan. He's given you gifts and abilities. I pray every day that God would have gifted me with the ability to belt out beautiful vocals. God did not. He said, no, you cannot sing. It will sound awful. You will open your mouth and it will sound like dying wolves. I don't know why he did this to me, but he did. And if you sit near me and every now and again I get a little excited and I sing a little louder, I apologize in advance. Okay? But let me tell you something. God has a plan for you. Can I tell you a secret? Are you ready for this? He has a perfect plan for you. He has one for you too. He has a perfect plan for each and every one of us and he deserves to be worshipped for it. He deserved to be praised for it. You say, yeah, but sometimes in this life, you say I'm, I, I'm in God's plan, but you say, so you're telling me the disciples weren't in God's plan when they rode across with Jesus in the boat and they went over, the, and Jesus led them there. I'm not, I'm not into the prosperity stuff because I don't buy it. But what I will tell you is this. As long as you pray, and you seek his face, and you search, and you chase after the kingdom of God, God will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. I promise you that. That is a promise from me. And if that happened, and you, you sold out to God, and, and you feel like he wasn't there for you, come talk to me. We will, we will find him. I promise. He's there. He's there. When was the last time? Okay. <clears throat> it was uh, December of 2008. I had surgery. <clears throat> no, it was January. January of 2008. The end of January, I went in and had to have surgery. I was told I had cancer. Pastor of the church came, prayed with me before the surgery, hung out with my wife, was great about it. That was Thursday or Friday. And, and, and I got up Sunday morning, had no intention of going to church. I had surgery a couple days ago and wasn't going to do it. And, and, and I decided I'm going. God told me to get up and go. Go on, go. So I got up and I went to church. And can I tell you, 
that, that worship this, that morning was the greatest time of worship I have ever had. Because when Scripture says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I was weary. And I can tell you that as I went into church that morning and I stood in the back, I didn't want to talk to anybody. You ever been in that place? You go to church and you just didn't want to talk to anybody. You're grouchy, in a bad mood. It happens. It happens. I sat in the back and, you know, when it was time to praise and worship, and it, it, I don't know if you guys can see me. I'm a big hand raiser guy. I, 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 I believe in worshiping that way. That's, that's the way I feel. I feel I'm, I'm doing that. And a lot of that has to do with as a teenager, I would sit there in my seat and I would, and, and I would, I didn't want anybody to really see me, so God, I'm praising you. No, I, I want people to see. I want to, I, I want to be a little bit embarrassed. I, I, seriously, I'm being honest. I, I, I've done a lot of foolish things in my life. I, I, I'm a big sport. I'm a big Browns fan. I'm sorry. I, it, it's awful, I know. And, 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 but I will make a complete fool of myself watching a Browns game. I stand, we've got, you know, a TV that's on the fireplace at home, you know. And, and, and it's, it's about 70. It's a pretty good-sized TV, big TV. And I stand about this far from it, and I yell at them like they can hear me. And I point at them, and I'm like, you, this is what you get paid to do. I will make a complete fool of myself for a football team, for goodness sakes. Let me tell you what, I will make a complete fool of myself for God. I don't care. When was the last time you took the day, the week? the month, the year, the life, and just set it aside and said, you know what, God, I'm just going to focus solely on you because I can't do anything else right now. And let me tell you something. There's something so cathartic about that. There's something that's so amazing about that time with God. In Psalms 150, and we're going to jump around to a bunch of different verses this morning. Uh, they'll be up on the screen. Psalms 150, uh, verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And my daughter makes the, the slides for me, and if you'll go ahead and switch to that next one. <clears throat> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Even the animals do it. Listen, if you have breath in your lungs, and let me tell you a secret. When God created everything, he spoke it into existence until it came to you. Right? He did not take a ball of dirt and make earth. No, he spoke it into existence. He did not, he did not physically put the stars in the heaven. No, he spoke them into existence until it came to you, until it came to us, until it came to man. And he molded us, and he bent down and he breathed his breath in our lungs, His air, His life-giving oxygen, He gave that to us, and, and, and He created us to worship. You are made to worship Him. We are made for that. We are created for this great thing. Now, does it say in here, let everything that has breath when things are good, praise the Lord. Does it say, does it, did I leave a part out? Does it say that when God blesses my bank account, I will praise the Lord? It doesn't. It says if you have breath, so if you woke up and you went, 
You have breath. You should be praising the Lord. It should be the first things on our mouths, out of our mouths in the morning. It should be the first thing. What about what 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 about when when everything is falling apart? What about then? What about when the day before two days before you had surgery and you were told you had cancer? Should you praise the Lord? What about when you got really, really bad news from, from a doctor? And it just listen, it doesn't get much worse than listen, you have stage four cancer, get your affairs in order. That's what I was told. I don't know how it gets, you know, it, 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 it's one of those things where you have two choices when you're faced with that. And I like to tell my kids, be an eagle. I say, what do you mean, Dad? I say, you know what an eagle does when a storm comes? It does the complete opposite of every other creature on this planet. It faces the storm. It spreads its wings. And it flies above the storm. It allows the wind of the storm to raise it above the storm. It doesn't hide or cower from it. When things get hard, you know how easy it is to sit and complain. I was at a place in my life where my wife and I were, there's a lot going on, a lot of confusion, lots of things, and I was at my mom's house. If 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 you like to do if if when things go bad, I go to my mom. <laughs> I go to my mom's house and I complain. I sit on her couch and I complain to my mother. She's my therapist. And what the 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 reality is, I'm sitting there. The world's basically falling apart. And I sat down on my mom's couch and vented. Told her I don't understand. Why is it God helping here? What is the deal? Being a t- I was throwing a temper tantrum. You, you've never done that, right? Never? I, yeah, yeah, I did. And I was throwing a temper tantrum. And while I was sitting there, my phone rang. God answered that prayer right there. While I was whining and complaining, he still answered that prayer. While I was being a sniveling, whiny, why, God, why, why, why? said, I'm going to do it for you anyway. And that's when I say grace gets a little uncomfortable at times. You're like, but I was really being, it's me, God. It's my fault. You don't have to let me, just let me struggle. (laughs) I deserve it. Sometimes grace gets that that, that uncomfortable. In Acts 16, 25, 25, listen, what do you do when things get tough? Acts 16, 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Church, I don't know how you get any worse than being shackled, locked up in a cage, dark, wet, prison, not being cared for the way you should be. They had every right to say, God, where are you at? Hello. You see us sitting here. God, I could be out there spreading your gospel, but you got me locked in this cell. He had every, they had every right to look at their situation and say, God, you're not in control of this. 
How could you be? I'm being held up. I can't spread your gospel. I can't do what you've called me to do here. No, that's not what they did. They said, you know what? If you're going to lock me up in here, I'm going to sing loud enough to where everybody can hear me. You don't want to hear me do that. But they did. They did. When times got tough, they ran to God. They ran to Him. Now, still in prison. Praising God. Luke says, I tell you, he replied, if they keep keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This verse fascinates me. It fascinates me because there's a part of me that wants to just wait and see if they will. Right? There's that, right? Come on. You guys, there's a little part of you that says, okay, God, go ahead. <laughs> Show me what you got. And the reality is, my reality happens to be this. I believe that if, if, if God intended the rocks to worship, He would have created them to do it. He would have given them a mouth. He would have given them a brain. He would have given them the ability to worship. He did not intend for them to do it. He intended for me and you and you and you and you and you. He intends for us to do it. And He intends for us to do it all the day long. He intends us to do it always. He intends for us to do it with all of our might, with everything we have. So what does praise and worship look like? You know, you've seen different. I've been to many churches. And in some churches, they have flags and they run and they have the flags. And then they have some churches where I went to a church where they didn't, nobody sang. Nobody sang, but they played worship music and they danced all around the sanctuary. I, I, I've seen worship done in multitude of different ways. I watch my kids do it. My kids do it with instruments. Right? They, they can worship with instruments. In 2 Samuel 6, 14 and 15, talking about David when they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant out, and it says he's wearing a linen, a linen ephod, a linen uh, apron, which is worn by ancient Hebrews. It also says that uh, an ancient Hebrew instrument of priestly div uh, di divination, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might while he and the rest of Israel were bringing the Ark of the Covenant with shouts and the sound of trumpet. How do you praise? I don't know what that looks like for you. For me, it's this. This is for me. Sometimes when I'm at home, I will lay flat on my face. Sometimes I'll get on my knees, not too often, because it's really hard to get back up. <laughs> but there, 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 listen, I, I, I will praise and worship in multitude of ways. What scriptures say, how are we supposed to do it? You're supposed to do it with everything you got. And that might just be your voice. That might just be you giving God glory. And that might be all, with all your might, and that's okay. For me, it's a little different. With all my might, it comes with motion. Notice, past several weeks, I don't stand or sit still very long anyway. So I believe in praise and worship, and I believe that if we're going to do it, 
We need to do it with everything we got. With all that I have, I want to give praise to my Savior. With everything in me, with everything I've got, you know why? He made this world. He created all of this so that we might enjoy it. Church, God is an amazing creator. Yeah, sometimes in life, life gets hard. Life gets tough. And there are, are, are tough. I, I can tell you this. There is not a faithful, trustworthy, amazing servant of God that was alive a hundred years ago that is still alive today. All of us will eventually go home. All of us will. And that's not easy on the folks that are still here. Right? That when, 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 when we lose someone we love, it's hard. It's difficult. So this I can promise you this morning. If you heard anything that I said this morning is this. Life will be life with or without God in it. You can have an unsaved person who's never met God. And you can have a saved person who has. Life will happen to both people. Good, bad, indifferent, life will happen. I tell this story a lot, and it's because it was eye-opening for me. Diagnosed with cancer, I walked into the oncology ward, and on the oncology ward, it was a room a lot like this. No chairs in the middle. Everything was lined on the walls. There were these hideous green chairs, recliners with patients in them, and IV poles and machines, and every, you're just in the wide open. And as I walked into that room for my first treatment, I walked in and I looked. And there were people that, are, that, were, that were there for their first treatment, and there were people that were there for their last treatment. They were going to ring a bell when they left. And there were people that were in between. Standing here today, I can tell you who was saved in that room. And it didn't matter at what point they were in their journey with cancer, you could tell who had a Savior and who didn't. You could tell it was putting their, all of their faith in a bag of drugs and who was putting their faith in something much bigger. You can see it. You can see it on their faces. You could see it. And it didn't matter how sick they were. It didn't matter how, it didn't matter. You could tell the difference. There was a distinct difference. In Psalm 71, 8, it says, My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. And we just talked about life can get tough. How am I supposed to praise God all day long, all the time, when life is going to happen, I, you just said life is going to happen and times are going to get hard and things are going to get tough. I'm supposed to praise Him anyway? When I was, was 19, 18 years old, just got married, very young, <clears throat> and it was I, I was I was going to Evangel College in Springfield, Missouri, and I came home uh, for Christmas break and my, my fiance and I, now my wife, we got married and there was two or three days before I had to be back at college. So I decided, well, I should go make some money because I'm married now. So my brother, 
worked for a garage door company, and he said to me, he said, yeah, come to work with me a couple of days. I'll pay you to be my helper. I said, okay, great. My brother was not a religious man. He loved God with all of his heart, but he, he didn't go to church a lot. He, he just, but he loved God. He loved God with everything he had. And we pulled up to this, it was the last job, and he looked at me and he said, I saved this job for last because this one's going to be awful. This is going to be the hardest one, so let's go knock this out. And we pull in, we get out of the car, and the garage is a mess. You've got to move a bunch of stuff first before you can do anything. And we're thinking a cable's broken, and we move a bunch of boxes out of the way, and it wasn't the cable that was broken. It was just boxes that were in the way of the sensor. We didn't have to do anything. And as we walked out, my brother, again, not the most religious of people you'll meet, said, thank you, Jesus. He got in his truck. I'm just 18 years old. I'm going to Bible college. I'm supposed to be the one that's saying thank you, Jesus, right? Not the guy that's going to hang garage doors for a living. But in everything that he did, he gave praise to God. That's, I think that's what he's looking for. I think that's what he's asking of us. I think that's what he's, I think that's what the expectation is. Right? I mean, Scripture, if you have breath, you should be praising God. I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. I, I don't know how else to, to, to clarify it, Scripture's clear. You should be praising God all the days of your life. And I've, church, I, <laughs> I have been in that doctor's office. I have been in that place where you're just like, God, I, I, I can try. I can try. I honestly, when, when, when my, my, my stepfather passed away, I said this to my wife. I said, there's an underlying just sadness in me. You know, there's just this constant reminder that he's not here anymore to, for me to call or to talk to or to be with. And then as I thought about it, I thought, wow, what a selfish thing is that he was, he was sick and ready to go home, and I wanted to, I wanted to keep him here. But now he's up praising God. And, Doing what he he got saved when he was a very young man, my stepfather, and 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 served God his entire life. I looked at him before, day before he passed away, and I said to him, "I said, how do you feel?" And he looked at me and he goes, "Kind of bummed. I'm really never going to go to work again." And Looked at him and I said, since I've known you, I was nine years old when he married my mom. Since I've known you, your whole existence, you've talked about going to heaven. Your whole life, that's what you talked about. I, I went to work with him and he, was, he, he did furnace repair and I was in the basement carrying tools out. He's supposed to be helping me. Tools are heavy, okay? And I was crabby. I was grouchy, tired carrying tools up flights of steps, my fourth trip, and I get out to the truck and I put the tools in and I turn and look and there he is standing in the road 
praying for some kid, some 20-year-old kid, and led him to Jesus right there in the road. Incredible. Incredible. Three days before that, the man was told he had prostate cancer and was going to die. And that's what he did. That, that's where his head was. You see, because that underlying sadness that I was feeling, his underlying was God. His base was God. And I want to ask you something this morning, church. Are you in a place where no matter what happens, no matter what the day brings, are you in a place where you're going to praise? Or are we going to make an inanimate object do it? Where are you at? Are you in a place in your life where you're ready? Bow down. Worship God. Doesn't have to, you don't have to physically prostrate yourself. But in Psalms 95, 6, it says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before our Lord and Maker. There is something beautiful about submission. Because that's what that's talking about. When, when, if someone were to ask me what worship was, it would not tell you it's guitar, music, piano, voices. That's not worship to me. That's not it. Worship to me is taking everything you have and raising it to God. Every hard thing, every easy thing, Every painful thing, every good thing. It's easy sometimes to take credit. I have a friend, his name is Pastor Eric Schroeder. He's the greatest guy I know. I love this man. He had a statement. Anytime anybody tried to give him praise, Pastor Eric, that was a great message this morning. If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, I got in the way. That was his response. He never took a compliment. The guy never. I've known him for a long time. The man has never accepted a compliment. Nope. No, because if it was good, it came from him, not from me. God is not asking you to be perfect. He's not asking you to go, not go through difficulties. He's not asking you not to be afraid. He's not asking you not... not to hurt. He's not asking that of you. He's asking you to praise Him anyway. He's asking you to lift Him up and give Him what He has His just due. If we were to fill a stadium, and we would have Jesus just standing in the middle. Could you be quiet? Would you? When you meet Jesus for the first time, I've thought about this. You know me, I've got a pretty vivid imagination. I think it's pretty vivid stuff. I, I, I like it. I truly believe that when I meet Jesus for the first time, I'm not going to be able to say a word. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> God deserves our praise no matter what we're going through, church. 
No matter what difficulty, no matter what hardship, no matter what things come our way. And this morning, I want to take about the next 10 to 15 minutes. And I want you to lay everything at his feet. I want you to take his and And, and I, I know a lot of you have been in church your entire lives. And, and, and I understand, you understand what I'm asking. I'm asking you to erase what's in here. Say, God, take it. And let me hear your voice this morning. There's a song we're going to sing. You guys can come on up. And it, it's called, Here I Am to Worship. Light of the world, you stepped down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say, you're my God. No matter where I'm at in this life, same God of the mountain, same God in the valley. Whether I'm in the valley or I'm in the mountain, God is God and he deserves to be praised. So what I'm going to ask this morning is, they're going to lead us out. We're going to sing this one time through. And after we sing it one time through, I want you to come to this altar. And I want you to do whatever God called you to do. Whatever you're physically able to do. I want you to do it with all your might. I want you to praise God because he deserves it. I don't want you to feel worried or embarrassed. None of that. And while we do that, there's, there's needs in this body. There's church, this church. There's people in this church that need prayer. And if that's you this morning, I want you to feel free to come forward. Seek me out. Every person in this congregation will pray with you. I know this, this morning, Sarah told me that they... they her daughter-in-law got some rough news. And I believe God ordains everything. And I believe He is calling us to pray this morning and to praise Him. I want to take this next 10 minutes. I want you to, if you, if you choose to pray for Sarah and her, her daughter-in-law, great. If there's another need you want to pray about, feel free to do that. But I want you to tackle something this morning. I want you to grab a hold of it, and I want you to throw it to God. Take this. Fix this. Give it all to Him. Do that this morning. Let's worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am 
I want to pray this morning. I want to do it as one. Because scripture says, where two or more are gathered together in my name, I am 
is surely there. That's what Scripture says. And if I'm going to believe one of them, I'm going to believe all of them. Okay? So I believe together this morning we are being called to pray. Let's pray specifically, specifically this morning for this situation. Pray that God heals, guides, directs, raises up, changes things. Church, last week we looked at scripture where, 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 where people prayed and changed God's mind. And I pray we shake heaven this morning. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you this morning. And Father, we pray very specifically, very specifically for one, one member of this congregation, her family. God, you know the situation. You know, you know better than we. You knew of this day before we were even born. You knew this problem was going to be here. You knew this situation with this oncoming baby was going to be here. And God, right now, I pray a complete and total healing. God, I pray this morning that you put the heart right back where it belongs. That you put all of the equipment, all of the necessary tools that this baby girl needs to flourish and grow. God, I pray you send your Holy Spirit right now, right now, and touch her this morning. I believe it. I believe you can do it, God. I believe that you will guide and direct, and you will, you will correct this thing. Breathe your breath into her lungs. God, we give you the praise for this in advance. Because we know you're God and we know you're in control. And that right now you have her in the palm of your hand. I pray for peace for the family. A peace that makes no sense. A peace that doesn't make any sense. They should not feel peace. But I pray you give it to them. And it's a peace that only you can give. touch this morning. Meet them right where they are. Let them know you're there. That you're holding on to them. And that you're never going to let go. Squeeze them tight, God. Let them know you're there. Over, overflow them with your love. Father, I pray if there's any other needs in this room this morning, your Holy Spirit is here, and I pray you rest here. Touch whatever need, whatever it might be. Pain, finances, just life in general. Bless this congregation of people. Father, before we say another word, we want to say we praise you. We worship your name. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, God changes 
things. Prayer changes things. And as long as we will keep doing it, he will keep being him. He doesn't change. He's the same God as he was years and years ago. We keep praying to him. We keep seeking him. We can't lose. We can't lose. Heavenly Father, I pray a, pray a blessing and a benediction on this service. Father, I pray for each and every person as they walk out that door this morning. I pray that your face would shine upon them. Go with them this morning. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.